0: Hello, and thanks for joining us this month on the Alderon Games podcast. This episode is a Q&A session we did with YouTuber Tyranical Simo while testing one of our multiplayer demos with the community. It was recorded on December 7th, 2019. We hope you enjoy.
1: All right, we're live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the stream. We have a very special surprise tonight. We are playing multiplayer on the Path of Titans demo and you can come and join us if you have access to this right now. We have a couple special guests with us. We have the one and only Deathly Rage and Jiggy. Hello. So welcome to the stream there, Fisher, Blind God, Big Red, Ben. Are you kidding me? Nice. Holy crap. So, guys, first of all, beautiful work. This map is coming together fantastically. Thank I've, you. I've just been having a wonderful time hopping around everywhere.
0: Looks like it's starting to rain, too. Yeah, and it looks you great. You can see there's um, raindrops in the water, too.
1: Oh, yeah, that's... That's amazing! <laughs> I love the animations you guys have done for these, these raptors. Or They're not even raptors, are they? What what are they, exactly?
0: Um, They're in the same family as Trudon, which yeah. is not really a raptor. It's not like a Jeromeosaur. It's a little bit different. It's a Trudon. To... But this particular dinosaur, uh, Latin of Venetrix, is basically what Truodon and what everyone thinks of Truodon. They took the Truodon species and they reevaluated it, and they saw that it actually should be split up into two different dinosaurs. And the one dinosaur that was probably everyone thinks of as Truodon is now called Latina Venetrix, which is these guys.
1: Really? I, I had interesting. no idea. Yep. Latina so Venetrix. You can call it
0: Trudon if you want,
1: <laughs> it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> everyone's so excited in the chat. Hey there, Faith Fox. <laughs> Deep Blue says, Simo, go to bed. No, I can't. Guys, the multiplayer demo is live for Path of Titans.
0: Looks like everyone's hanging out on this little island. It's funny.
1: Oh, hey, I see we got Aries of Australia in the chat. He's a huge fan of this project, guys. When you first went, I know we cons- contributed a si- significant amount to the. Was it a Kickstarter? We got a chance to ask these guys questions about the game. If any of you have, you know, burning questions that you've been thinking about on, you know, what's going on with Path of Titans, let's hear them. I know I got a few. So, one of my friends in the chat, Big Red Ben, he specifically had a question about the cave system and how that's going to work. Um, If you got any extrapolations on that, Big Red Ben, feel free to say so in the chat. But could you guys fill me in? There's supposed to be. Something special about how the way dinosaurs interact with caves in this game?
2: Yeah, Rebecca, if you want to answer.
0: Yeah, so, well, we have the the player caves, or the home caves. And it's kind of like, uh, if you can imagine in other MMO games, where you have um, player housing, where, basically, you get almost like an instanced cave that's for you, no one else can enter it unless you invite them to enter it. And you can... um, open it up with different, you know, if you spend points that you've earned, you can make it larger, open up different rooms, have different kinds of rooms. Like, if you're a carnivore, you can get, like, a a bone room with bone trophies and things. Or if you're a herbivore, you can have maybe a grassy bed that you can lay on. And It's just a little bit of a way, if you don't really want to sit around uh, and always be open to pvp and stuff like that um in the world and working on quests you can kind of take a bit of a break and go and hang out in your cave and possibly invite other people to that, hang out in your cave with you as well
1: that is insanely cool oh my god i cannot wait yeah, for, for that people
2: to um for people to feel attached to the game they feel like they need to have something like personal that they kind of own yeah and your dinosaur and your skins is one of them but a lot of people feel like if if they can make a mark on the world of the game and change it a little bit uh they feel more attached to the game and they like it a lot more and there's a growing interest to have your own kind of area and that's what the home cave is supposed to be you know where you can show off some of your achievements and invite your friends and things like that it's not for everybody some people will be like oh i don't i don't know about this but it's for those specific kind of people who really like that
1: now I know you guys are doing a lot of work with like cross-platform stuff, and you're already testing the mobile version, if I'm not mistaken. Is there any plans to bring this to console? I have someone in, in the chat asking.
2: Yeah, so I can talk a little bit about that one. So uh, Regarding console, there's a lot of like, non-disclosure agreements, so even if we had the game working on console, we wouldn't better specifically say until, like, you know, approval process and stuff like that. So, uh, at the the extent I can say is that we already have it working on one of the consoles, at least one, and we can't tell you what one it is, and it's, you know, <laughs> we're looking into all the others, so it's, it's in progress.
1: Excellent, that is very cool. I think I have a hint on what one it might be. I've seen a particular particular photograph, but
2: I'll remain tight-lipped. So you're about to see an early version of cross-platform play, and you can log in with the same character that you've been playing on on this server.
1: Oh, no way! We'll be able to be playing um, with mobile players.
2: Yeah, and we also are looking at adding another herbivore as a playable as well. Right on! We do have a um, fishing demo that's still in the works. You know, uh, this multiplayer demo was basically finished first, so this came out first. And we also have the new movement system, which we're working on. um, And that also... Get an update and come in this demo too. So, we call that precise movement where you can basically walk backwards and you can strafe, and it's a new mode of moving in addition to the current one that we have.
1: And to uh, extrapolate on the cave system question, my friend Big Red Ben, who that question originated from, asks So, it's not, it's not intended for nesting then. Also, how will the access points be managed? I've seen concern about camping to catch players going in and out of caves.
2: Yeah, so this is a pretty common thing we get, so basically, there's multiple entrance points on the map, and when you go into them, they're they're like home cave entrances, they will take you to your instance cave, right, from any point on any of these entrances. If you go out of the entrance, from inside your cave, you will go to the last one you entered, right, Um, and there's no food in the cave, so it's not really a place for nesting or for food, it's more so, you know, a, a home area when you can display your achievements and invite friends and things like that uh, but regarding camping so if somebody if somebody does camp outside and wait uh, it's a valid gameplay tactic I wouldn't say like it would ruin the game like it's a valid strategy but there isn't a lot of incentive to do that mainly because it's gonna be a lot easy to chase up to somebody else who is in a cave. You don't know when they're going to come out, things like that, or if they're going to, you know, even be logged in when they come back. And yeah. you're going to have a food and water problem yourself, trying to camp out and wait for somebody, so... You, you have think to
0: think, there's going to be so many things to do in the game. Why would you sit and wait for someone to come out of the cave? And they might even just log out and go into a different character, like, it's up to them. And if you decide as a player that you really want to sit and wait for someone, that's your choice, but... If you really want to improve your gameplay and actually get more stuff and unlock more things, you're going to say, well, you know, he ran into his cave. Let's go and work on a quest instead. Let's go and actually make some progress on my character instead of waiting around.
2: You you won't grow based on time, right? You actually grow by doing quests. So you're going to be heavily incentivized to to make progress in the game instead of like sitting around or doing nothing kind of thing. So the game's always going to be pushing you with fun, interesting things to do. And we wanna avoid so we can theorize what people will do when they play the game, but we never actually know until we do a playtest, right? So that might be a problem, it might not be a problem. But we wanna focus on if it is a problem we'll look at and it ruins the gameplay experience, we'll look at fixing it, but until we have some evidence that it is, we won't just assume that it'll be a problem. Because like some things you assume will be a problem. And, And in reality, people might be doing something completely different that's worse, that might need fixing.
1: Right on. So, I think there was a pretty interesting bit in there. So the growth is going to be entirely tied to doing quests, you say?
2: Yeah. Well, all forms that that give you you know marks, which is our progression currency, where because. The problem is if you have growth over time you incentivize people waiting until they're growing if you have growth over doing something or doing a quest or unlocking something or unlocking achievement uh, it'll be a much more interesting dynamic uh, to you'll have things to do and people won't just wait around right
1: yeah so the there won't be any time it might be growth. like
2: less realistic because people kind of like growing over time but it's really a mechanic that's not really fun for people, you know? If you really want to be doing something fun and not having a bush simulator kind of game where you're just waiting to grow and you die and then you lose all your growth and then, you know. We have an even balance, right? So this game doesn't have permadeath, right? Uh, so you won't lose everything when you die. You'll lose some things, but it's a balance, an equal balance between losing everything and losing something, like somewhere in the middle. And we think that's where the fun point is.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that would add you, a lot more fun. Because losing you, a dino like,
2: is, is harsh, man. <laughs> like, when I was on the Isle dev team, right, what we did, we did test, right? So we had everyone logged in, and everyone would just call, like, spam their dinosaur call over and over and over and over again. And until... Because why not, right? If you die, you can just spawn back in at Sandbox Orders, right? But yeah. as soon as I coded in Progression you couldn't hear a single peep from somebody, right? Like, there's silence because nobody wanted to die and lose their character, right? Like, they really cared. But that's, that's also a little bit too hardcore for people where if you get killed by a bug, suddenly your day's ruined and you're really not enjoying the game. But if we strike a balance somewhere in the middle where you do value your character's life, but it's not, the, you know, you're not going to be crying when your dinosaur dies. You're just... <laughs> We think that's where the game belongs, you know what I mean? At least on the official servers. You might think differently, and you might change your unofficial server to be a little bit more or less hardcore, but we're going for like a solid gameplay experience for everybody on the official servers.
1: Excellent, that was a fantastic answer. Thank you. So, we have another question in the chat here. So... Are there any plans... Um on how to balance all of the playable creatures and how will that be handled
2: so we have thought about this for thousands of hours actually and we came to the conclusion that if you take like 18 dinosaurs and you're like okay this dinosaur's overpowered we're going to buff its attack by one and this dinosaur's weak we're going to negative health by one you could actually spend 10 years trying to balance the dinosaurs and everyone's still not happy Right, like if you look at games like World of Warcraft, where they have literally been updating in game for the past ten years, changing numbers, and everyone's still not happy with the numbers. Right? Yeah. Balance is important to a point, but we want to we want to give each dinosaur a different play style. Right. So it's not like a lot of people jump to in game design. They jump to, oh, right, let's just put a limit, so only five T Rexes can be on a server at once, or something like that. Right. That's yeah. a very easy thing to do, right, from a gameplay perspective, is just restrict the player. What's actually hard to do from game design is come up with an interesting mechanic that solves the problem without putting an artificial restriction, in, right? So we're not trying to balance popularity of all the dinosaurs, some are going to be more popular than others, but we want to give each one a unique, interesting, fun way to play so, they're not directly comparable in terms of, okay, this one does 51 damage, this one does 52. It's more like, hey, this dinosaur's fun to play, this other dinosaur's fun to play. You know what I mean? Like, and, none of them feel overpowered and none of them feel underbalanced. And,
0: and do remember that balance isn't necessarily only combat. You know, it's not really feasible to have this little raptor we're playing here, the Latin, as powerful as a source. Like that's not really quite the idea. Here it's Probably meant to be
2: can make them very fun to play, right?
0: Well yeah, so in this case, maybe the Latin is great at maneuverability, it can jump, you can have packs, you can latch onto things. That's the gameplay. And if you enjoy that gameplay, it's gonna be fun for you. And if you like the Despletosaurus, which is a big T Rex looking dinosaur, if you like the sort of solo play with big attacks, big and menacing Maybe not that maneuverable, but you make up for it with like damage and being able to take out big things if you're looking for it, you know. That's the gameplay for you. And they're all gonna be balanced in that way. Not combat centric, but fun centric and unique gameplay style centric.
1: Excellent, thank you guys. I see a lot of people asking about progression in the chat, so it's something a lot of people are working are wondering about. And here we have a question from my friend Aries of Australia, who I mentioned earlier. So he says, with the nesting system, since you can create your own characters, how will nesting and other players work in-game? Also, I've heard traits can be inherited. Is it just stats or
0: colors and the like? So, we're working on nesting currently, and it's actively kind of like in development, but a lot of these questions we can't quite answer until we can, we've can we actually implemented them. You know, like, I, I, I don't think we've ever confirmed trait inheritance. Um, so uh, unfortunately, I don't think, I don't really know where that came from. Um, but, you know, that's a really cool idea and we'd love to see if we can look into that, but we just can't give too much information out about that right now until we're, you know, have further progressed along about it.
2: Anyway. Yeah, one of the primary things we wanna do is We'll click analytics on how people play, right? So we'll have a giant heat map of here's where everybody got attacked, here's where everyone died, here's where everyone got stuck, here's how many times this dinosaur dies on average, and basically crunch the numbers and analyze play behavior, and we'll figure out, hey, is this fun, right? Does this need changing? And that's basically what will make the game fun. We can't, in a vacuum, decide, okay, this dinosaur gets this much damage, or this much, you know, nest eggs, or whatever it is, because whatever we come up with will be wrong, right? So we kind of want to have a iteration cycle where we can improve over time on that kind of thing.
1: Awesome, yeah, that's really fascinating. So I noticed I can't bite in here, and I'm just, I was just desperate to fight Jiggy earlier, but. So I'm curious, like, sorry, so, uh, go Oh, uh,
2: regarding combat. Yeah, go on.
1: Oh, I well, was, I was just wondering, like, when will that be available in the demo? Because
2: it, so it'd be fun to spar. Uh, <laughs> the, the movement system and combat system we have is pretty placeholder right now. It's the same, similar to what's used in the AI map, which so it's intentionally disabled. But we do have a new combat system we're moving, we're working on. Um, The movement system is going to come out first because that's linked to the fishing demo, but for combat we really want to move away from the you left click, your dinosaur plays a bite animation, and then whatever's near you gets damaged. We basically want a more interactive combat system where maybe you can trample on somebody or maybe you can drag them around or, you know, latch onto somebody or different kinds of attacks because the model of, you know, your dinosaur plays an attack and damage happens is very old and very boring
1: yes and i I can certainly uh, agree
2: (laughs) and and so basically a new combat system in multiplayer is extremely hard to program right because you might be running up to somebody and maybe the network's a little bit out of sync and you latch onto somebody and you know you don't want to teleport him back or anything like that so it's hard to do but it's been done before and we definitely want to have something interesting to play you know what i mean and We've all had that experience, I think, especially when I was a developer on the Isle, where people would play on, like, the developer test map that has no textures on it, right? And they would play on a 100 meter map, and they would run around doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is just fighting each other, because that was the only interesting thing in the game. Yeah. Which was combat, right? So we, we really value combat, and we want to get it right, and that's kind of why we're taking our time with it in terms of that, because... want to look at each dinosaur individually and think, hey, what kind of attacks can we give this guy, and what attacks can we make unlockable through progression that you can swap attacks out of?
1: I think that's been, like, the specter everybody's been chasing with many of these uh, dinosaur games is good combat, and I'm so excited to hear all of the things you just said about how complicated each dinosaur will be instead of just the same old bite animation.
2: We want to avoid… so a lot of games, you play as a different dinosaur, but the dinosaurs just feel exactly the same with a different model, you know what I mean? And it's, it's really boring and it's not really interesting, and we want, to, we want to innovate a little bit more on that kind of combat system. And we've got plenty of ideas on exactly what we need to do. Um, we just need to basically take enough time. It's hard to QA, right, because if you have 18 dinosaurs, for example, you need to test Dinosaur A against Dinosaur B, and Dinosaur A against Dinosaur A, and like it's a log kind of test algorithm, right? So we want to make sure that when combat gets in, it'll fit for all the dinosaurs. So it's going to involve a lot of mechanics, like, you know, when you latch onto somebody or you can pull them around and things like that, we can accurately account for your size and how it's going to affect combat. And, That's probably the biggest investment of time, is getting the movement to be really good and then getting the combat to be really good. And speaking of collision, is another thing we're working on. So a lot of game engines are made to have humans in them. So there's like a capsule and there's an area where your dinosaur collides with and a lot of games don't have collision, like World of Warcraft doesn't have collision on characters because it's a really hard thing to do, but that's another thing we're working on that we feel is super important because it completely affects the combat if you can't just run through somebody and the same with a new movement system it's going to people are going to play differently it's going to be more interesting and it's going to be it's going to feel rewarding to play and that's pretty much what we want to get at
1: yes i want to be able to come up behind someone like you right now and just pounce yep So I have a question here in the chat I want to address from Aliens, who is the lead developer of Roblox's Era of Terror, an ambitious dinosaur survival game on Roblox. Um, And he asked, um, you know, how intricate is the uh, gore system going to be, like eating? Um, He's asking if, you know, like, you'll be biting out specific chunks of meat from corpses or things like that?
2: Yeah, sir. Basically, the goal is... We, we do want some gore, we want to be careful what kind of rating we get, so, you know, if we don't really want to get a rated 18, you know, for gore, but yeah, we'd like to go for some level of gore, maybe it can be disabled through parental controls, but uh, the way our eating system is going to work is, it's not going to be you go over to Dinosaur and you tap E, it's basically going to be you bite a chunk off somebody, and that chunk's an individual piece in your mouth, and you can kind of carry it around and drop it, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the same way fish were going to work too, right? So when you kill a fish, you pick it up, you carry it around, maybe you store it somewhere, maybe you give it to your your young or something like that, right? Or take it back to your nest. So as an individual piece, and we see the combat system working similar to that, where you bite somebody and maybe shake a chunk of meat off him, and he's still alive, kind of thing, and maybe you just run off with that chunk. Right? You know, <laughs> that's all you need, right? Yeah. So brutal. that's kind of that's kind of how the how the current goal for separate chunks you know there's only going to be so much we can do in terms of like the model and getting like really detailed because that takes a lot of performance but we do want some kind of chunk system and we do want it food to have a utility purpose where you can carry it around you can store it'll rot on the ground right Uh, like for fishing we have a overfishing mechanic where if you kill too many fish uh, they'll actually spawn less quickly, right? And it prevents the whole problem of if you're a fisher, you have food and water in one place, right? So we don't want it to be too easy, and we want to, yeah. you know you to be conservative of the environment and, and food and things like that. It really makes a difference.
1: Excellent answer. Thank you so much. And uh, I did bring this question up earlier, but we weren't live at the time, but um, The Custom Skins situation, you know, like the, the Custom Skins people were able to purchase, I believe, or get through their donations to the Indiegogo, are those going to be available the whole time, or are those uh, going to be limited before...
2: Yeah, so before the game comes out, we definitely want to, uh, probably around the time we do the pre-release, we want to basically... Uh, stop selling them and they'll become exclusive, basically. Um, and that's the whole idea all along, is that, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a, a valuable exclusive perk if we just kept selling them. It would just basically be kind of like a bought microtransaction, and we wanted to reward people for supporting the game early.
1: Excellent, that's really cool, because <laughs> I know a lot of people are excited to, for them to actually become limited and get their, their favorite ones. So something that I think's really at the core of this game, Deathly, is you're trying to set it apart with the quest systems that you have in mind. Could you share with us some of your, your ideas for the kind of quests that our dinosaurs will be undertaking in this world?
2: Uh, so I'll let Jiggy talk a little bit about that, but I have something said after she's done.
0: Yeah, so a lot of our quests, if you're familiar with... Um... Well, the Warcraft or a lot of other MMOs, you know, there's the typical quests like, you know, kill 10 of these things or discover this location. And so there's a lot of quests, you know, the typical kinds of quests you might find, like go and forage in this area and find this rare mushroom, for example. And if you're a herbivore or some kind of, you know, herbivore that likes eating the mushrooms, then that might be... A quest that's given to you and a carnivore wouldn't get a quest like that. So it's kind of themed quests, and we can give quests out that try and encourage certain kinds of behaviors. You'd never get a quest as a Styracosaurus to go out and specifically kill a Daspletosaurus because that's not really what they, as the animals, would really do. Um, and more quests you might do is defend a, one of your pack mates or one of your herd mates from an AI that we can spawn that. You know, an AI spawned. is trying to kill this particular, you know, dinosaur that you're trying to protect. And that can be a quest as well, so defend them. Um, You know, like I said, foraging quests, killing quests, maybe kill a certain amount of AI, or go and discover a certain area on the map, because the areas of the map will be labeled fairly well. Um, And there's just plenty of things like that. And especially once we have growth and nesting in, it can be go and nest in this this many people, or, or that and the other thing, and just try and have quests themed around specific dinosaurs and encourage them to be, uh, I guess, you know, follow their natural behaviors, or at least what we think their natural behaviors would be.
1: I think that's really smart. I'm really interested in seeing these in action. Because, yeah, I really because like the idea if, of them being realistic to the nature of the dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, if you, if you reward someone as, you know, hey, herbivore, go and forage, and you get rewards for foraging, then it just makes the gameplay experience a lot better for everyone else as well. You know, everyone they may be the carnivores that are trying to hunt that person, they see them foraging, and they go, wow, they're actually, you know, they're human players, but they're actually behaving kind of like how i imagine the real dinosaur to behave, you know? Yeah. And while the AI will behave like real dinosaurs, sometimes human players might not necessarily behave in the, the way that you expect them to. You know, yeah, can yeah, I make so a little thing personal
1: request here? Would you mind adding my friend Jesse to the group?
0: Is she in the server?
1: She, I believe so. She just asked me to send her an invite.
2: Yeah, so one additional thing about quests is we understand that quests can be unrealistic, right? So a lot of people have concerns about that. So we're trying to make quests as realistic as we can while still being fun, but we do realize that in a game like this, you really need something to do, you know, otherwise it definitely gets boring, and we're extremely aware of that one.
1: So, I saw you address a particular question that I was avoiding in the chat there, Deathly. Would you want to address that on stream? Oh,
2: yeah. i basically, um, I'm not really worried about avoiding questions, so anything can go, but basically there's Let no me read their question. stolen from the or anything like that, I think was a comment.
1: Yeah, um... Here, let me read it. Um Can you ask, is it true that Deathly Rage stole some stuff from the Isle? I haven't heard that, but some people say so.
2: Yeah, so it answers that one to Um So, all, all, all written by me, and uh, none of it's from the Isle. But I, to, to be full transparent, I was a developer on the aisle for a number of years, co-founded it and uh, basically programmed it from the ground up.
1: Excellent. I really appreciate you answering that question.
2: No, it's, I, I think it's really important. So like in terms of how we are as a company is like we really value being honest and transparent with people and not lying to people. Like every time you lie to somebody, there's some controversy going on, right? And if you're just honest with people, there's really no ground to, to be gained and no controversies to be had. And, you know, we really strongly agree that, you know, indie game development's hard and we don't want to be bashing any other games, you know. For example, like the Beast of Unity game, for example, um, those were made by developers who've never made a game before. As in, like, that was their first game. They didn't know how to program or didn't know how to do anything, so. It's a really amazing game relative to never having made a game before, but in terms of a player's perspective, if they compare it against a game that's made like $10 million, it doesn't really hold up, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what we want to communicate to people, a little bit of transparency on what goes into making a game and where the money's going and things like that, it's really important.
1: Awesome, I really appreciate you being so forthcoming.
2: You know, like another comment people make is like, hey, Sorin's development slow or something like that. And they don't realize that, hey, that's a hobby project and all these developers have full time jobs and some of them were working on Detective Pikachu and things like that. So, you know, <laughs> really? when you look at a game development, you kind of have to take it with the context that it's made in, right? Like a game that's spent $5,000 versus 500000 versus $10 million, for example. You know, there's a context there, right? So, for example, like if you're trying to compare our game for Ark, you know, we don't have 200 million. You know what I mean? Like oh, We yeah. like to do the best we can for, with the money we have, right? And we work on this full-time, it's not a hobby project, but, you know, I just want to give people a little bit of context there for kind of what we're dealing with and what the situation is.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good for people to understand those kind of things, because like, I know a lot of people talk bad about, like, Sorian, for example. But those guys are doing a lot of great work and if you follow the their their dev blogs you can see the work that they're doing it's not all surface level stuff like a lot of it's been spent meticulously getting particular things about the Hell Creek formation right and I find that to be incredibly important that tool that game could be a tool for teaching kids about dinosaurs in the future they're going for such a realism element to it
2: yeah, really people should be looking at things like, Hey, with there's seven dinosaur games right now. In the survival genre there's about a ten thousand. Like maybe we should appreciate like all the developers in here and kinda of give them some support and hey, if you're unhappy you're you can get a refund. You know what I mean? Like there's there's laws to protect you and there's you know, we have a really good refund policy that's a little bit better than Steam, so even if you have a couple hours played you can still refund and we will we will give you that refund, right? So it's like... It's really important to us because there's a 99% failure rate for indie games. You know what I mean? So just having the game get this far is a miracle. And especially if you've never developed a game before.
1: This game looks like a miracle. The graphics, the the wind, the, the rain, it's all just so breathtaking. You guys have done outstanding work and i know so many people are excited and we got chats coming in real fast here um somebody's asking about we got a couple questions about a matriarch system um in sort of like a herd or like an ape or a alpha system with carnivores is there going to be anything like
0: that we we have an idea for having like an the leader of your pack, or whatever, um, and then they can. There would be some specific benefits for having something like that. But the main thing here is that there's going to be something like it's called a, a clan system, where it's similar to a guild in other MMOs, except it's you know dinosaur themed. So you have a clan, and you can have a big clan of all the same species of dinosaurs. Um, so, for example, we could have a Latin clan for the the three of us right here, and then through that clan, you'd have things like clan quests, where you have to get together and take on a really big challenge, and everyone would get a reward, Um, and then you have maybe like, uh, we're still playing around with this idea, but we'd really like the idea of like a clan skin, or a clan color. So you can have a unique color to your clan that you can pick from. So maybe there's like a a green accent or something that you might be able to use, but we're still playing around with that idea. But basically, you know, you'd be able to access your clan screen whenever you want and you can message with people in your clan and and join servers with them and just have an easier time of uh, having a better MMO experience instead of trying to arrange things through other services like Discord, for example.
1: Oh, that is so helpful. Cause I never, never used Discord until. I mean, that just shows how new I am to PC gaming, I guess. But till, till a lot of these games didn't have any in-game communication for voice. So you'll have a voice over system inside the game.
0: Yep, there will be voice, and it's actually really cool. We have an idea where um, you have your voice chat, and if we were all Latins right here and we were talking and doing voice chat you'd be able to hear each other and understand each other. No problem. But if an allosaurus was standing right next to us and we were talking in voice chat, all he would hear is Latin calls.
2: Oh my so God. So your voice is
0: translated <laughs> to Latin calls. So he'd see our, la- our, our mouths flapping and calling and stuff. And then he's just like, well, I don't know what those guys are even saying.
1: That is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. Oh, All right, so we have a a question here from a good friend of mine, Lacer. Um, They're wondering how well solo players will do, or is everyone better off in a clan?
0: Um, It's definitely, you know, this is an MMO, and so there's going to be lots of great opportunities for people who are in clans and groups and stuff, but like we mentioned earlier in the stream, Every dinosaur will have a unique playstyle to it, and some of those dinosaurs will have more solo-oriented playstyles. So maybe something like a raptor is definitely better off in a group. But if you're really into solo, then you might want to try one of the, maybe, for example, the bigger herbivores. Maybe like an Eotriceratops, and that guy is better suited perhaps to a solo gameplay style. There's plenty of things to do, and you'll also be able to interact with AI in meaningful ways as well. Um, So you don't necessarily always have to play with human other players. You can do solo play, but with AI, for example. Um, You can also
2: invite AI to your group. And one thing I want to mention about solo play is that groups will always be overpowered, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like, groups are overpowered in real life. You know what I mean? Like, you're at a supermarket and there's like five people with a knife. You're (laughs) outnumbered. You know what I mean? It's going to be a reality of a reality of a lot of things. But some dinosaurs will be more suited to solo play than others and you know, we will make it fun and playable and if if you you're a solo player because other people make you mad by, you know, them calling all the time or something like that, you can group with AI and, and if you you might have a better experience. So there's definitely a lot of options for you.
1: So I did have a question. This is one thing that's been been on my mind is, so the early access for this game was initially um, talked about having a December release, but I saw the development blog back uh, back in mid-November that said that the game is being delayed um, with announcements for the early release coming quarter 1 2020 and then quarter 2 2020 for an announcement on the release of the full game. Um, My friend Big Red Ben asks, what are a lot of, uh, you know, the biggest hurdles you guys have been, been running into that, you know, helped you realize you needed more time?
2: Yeah, so one of the ones that we figured was important is we wanted to try to sync up all the platforms to release around the same time, which would be really nice. But, you know, if some of those platforms, like console, for example, they might need certification and things like that in different regions. So, that was one of the reasons. The other reason was the combat movement and collision system we're trying to do has, hasn't has been done before. And for some circumstances, like the collision system, hasn't been done before in gaming, at least not in any games I know that are multiplayer. You know what I mean? So, like, hasn't been done in World of Warcraft and The Isle and a bunch of games. Yeah, uh, you're not really
1: breaking new ground here.
2: <laughs> so it's really hard to predict something that no one's done before, right? So everything else we can predict, you know, we've done voice chat before, we've done a lot of things before, but that kind of thing, we want to give it enough time, especially if we haven't done it before, you know what I mean? And we feel like that those core features will make or break the game in in terms of the user experience and they have to get in, you know? And if the game comes out early, you have the problem where you're maintaining a live version of the game and you're working on additional content at the same time, right? so basically in order to get around that we have to split into two different teams right so one team would be maintaining the game and working on bug fixes another one would be like working on aquatics and players and things like that right so we want to give ourselves as much development time as possible before we have to do that two team split because we will be a little bit faster
1: excellent well yeah you guys have already put out such beautiful work here in the demos and the things that you're c- trying to accomplish are truly revolutionary so i am happy you guys are taking <laughs> all the time you need to put out a game that you want to put out instead of yeah rushing we really something don't out.
2: want to do an early access game we really want the whole game to come out kind of thing when it release. because there's a lot of problems with early access games and one of them is the game comes out, the developers get millions of dollars, and then now there's no motivation to finish the game. You know what I mean? Like, they can do it as a slow, leisurely place. And the reason why the deadline was so tight is because we know that in development, if you say the game's going to take a year, you will fill that whole year up. If you say it's going to take three years, you will fill all three years up, no matter what. It's like a human being problem. So we give ourselves a short amount of time because we know that we'll fill up that time.
1: Well, that's it's very ambitious, but I believe you guys can do it. I've seen you working on streams, or not you specifically, but your team working day and night on this game, and it really yeah, shows. Yeah, we
2: pretty much work on it when we wake up, and then we get asleep, and then we, you
1: know, yep.
2: work <laughs> on <our>, it. <so>. It's
0: <laughs> a 14-hour you know I mean? days, you know.
2: You guys are yeah, like those. we would. Write- Like, you know, the new Halo comes out. I really like to play the new Halo, but, like, we we understand how important this game is. You know what I mean? That stuff gets put to the side, you know, and we focus on this, right?
1: Not till work is done. So, I just want to note, I ran into my first barrier, finally.
2: Wow, that took a little
1: while. It did. (laughs) It took a long while. So, we have some questions about the environment here uh, specifically one about fall damage um is size of the dino gonna affect the fall damage like i know you can make huge jumps so with this Latin venetrix and
2: we have we have fall damage either mostly disabled right now but oh okay we're, like when i was programming full damage in the aisle we were extremely aware of like what was realistic for full damage right so you know a lot of it's like you know half the height of your dinosaur and the bigger you are the harder you fall and things like that but That's realistic and cool, but it's also not really fun to play as, right? So we want to have full damage values, like a little bit more moderate, where... You know, it's still a concern, and you can't just jump off this cliff, but it's less of a big deal, you know what I mean? Because the way the game is, and the way people play, like... You're a big dinosaur, that thing that looks two centimeters might actually be five meters, and you can't see it because of the camera angle, and how big the dinosaur is, and things like that, so... When I give you a little bit more leeway and that kind of thing.
1: Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I am I am specifically famous damage, for leg break.
0: The idea with fall damage, at least in this game, like the the core idea of it is, if you're a little Latin and you're you know in the middle of a ravine, let's say, and then you see a big despletosaurus on the top of the ravine you should feel safe and know that he can't just jump down this ravine and get me without any penalties like you don't want people to just freely run up and down the map and jump off cliffs and just billy goat around um because it kind of you know what's the point of a wall if that's the if that's the case like what's the point of all like
2: map competitive advantage and having the high ground and things like that you know if everyone can just jump anywhere so we we want enough to, to defer that but it's kind of like a mechanic where your dinosaur gets cold or hot or whatever it is. If it like it's been suggested a lot. We want to figure out, we want to add something because it's fun or makes the game better, right? Instead of it sounds cool, right? And that's kind of want to be careful of for damage, right? Because it has to serve a purpose. Right? either it's a serving realistic purpose or it's serving a gameplay purpose and it's it's fun in some way.
1: So segueing from that, um, I had a couple questions in the chat regarding sauropods. Do you guys have any sauropods you would intend to add to the game?
0: So right now for the base game that will be released at launch, we won't have any sauropods. However, one of our stretch goals that we unlocked already was the armargosaurus, which is the sauropod that has the spines on its neck. And in the future, we definitely would love to add even more sauropods than that. It's really tough to make the giant sauropods, like, for example, Argentinosaurus. But um, some of the smaller sauropods, definitely, we're really interested in adding uh, at some point. But like I said, for now, for the base game, it's just the 18 dinosaurs that um, you can see on our website and everything like that.
1: Okay, excellent. Thank you. And this one segues a little smoother than uh, the last one, but... Um herbivores I've been getting repeated questions in the chat now about how do herbivores eat? Do they graze? Do they have specific uh food types? Could you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so um herbivores they don't graze necessarily. Um the idea with herbivores that we really wanted to get around was, you know, Eating as a carnivore is really fun and engaging because you have to go and hunt something and it's kind of risky and that's kind of the fun of being a carnivore. But as a herbivore, your food's kind of just there and you just have to find it and you eat it. And it's not quite as engaging or fun. So <laughs> the idea with herbivore eating is there's bushes, yep, yep. And you can eat and you can fill yourself up and there's like berry bushes for the most part. It's all just berry bushes and things that are very clearly not just generic ferns. Um, but a big one is we're gonna have lots of different kinds of food for herbivores that actually give you either benefits or negatives depending. So for example, um, this is not quite set in stone right now, but let's say you have a mushroom that's on the ground and it's hard to find it because it's kind of small, but maybe it's bright red with white spots, let's say. And if you can find that, it might actually give you a stamina boost for a short while. So if you're a herbivore, you can go, all right, well, if I eat this mushroom, maybe I'll save it for later or maybe I'll, you know, eat it. Remember where it is and eat it if I find myself in a, you know, combat situation or something like that. You can actually get, you know, be a bit more strategic with your eating habits, you know, so to speak. Yeah, Uh, that's really interesting just make it more interesting overall because if it's just you know you're filling up that green bar for hunger it's really not that engaging and it's kind of it we really would be a shame if herbivores just were relegated to just being eating machines and they're just sitting around waiting for herbivore or for carnivores to get them you know
2: yeah. yeah so one of the things important to herbivores is that every game has different design decisions right so in some games, people treat Herbal Wars like, hey, that's a food you shouldn't be playing as a Herbal right? Like, that's a that's a food and for running away. But we don't really believe in that design principle. We believe that it's an equal player character and it has a unique gameplay style and we can make it interesting. So that's kind of the approach we're taking with Herbal for sure.
1: So how's dying going to work? Like, you mentioned earlier it's not going to be as punishing, so...
2: Yeah, so we have this... Uh, point currency called marks which you can use to unlock skins and colors and things like that and you'll lose some of that when you die but you'll retain your character. death
0: yeah there's no permanent death and also your characters are tied to your account not to your to a server so if you feel like you want to hop around and you know change servers and stuff it's all there for you
1: oh that's some really good info so you can it's not like you're starting over anytime you play a different server you just bring your character you know, along.
0: Yeah, it's all connected and, and just uh, However, if it's an unofficial server, then your character will be tied to that server, unfortunately. But oh, for all okay. the official servers, it you can hop between.
2: We have this feature called Hiving, where unofficial servers can hive as well, and you know, they can share progression across servers. So, oh, they can be linked! So if you, yeah, so you can basically daisy-chain them all together. So maybe you're an unofficial server provider, and maybe you made the game more hardcore and added your own quests and things like that in you can basically set up five servers and link them all together. Um,
1: oh wow. I'm just seeing the biome so. change. This is cool.
2: I really like the the giant log that you can walk through.
1: So that leads me to ask like uh, what kind of you guys are gonna be supporting modding, right?
0: Absolutely. Yep.
2: We already have modders who are working on mods at the moment. So we definitely want to get the modding stuff out before the game launches, just so you know people are working on things.
1: Okay, cool. I want to. And
2: mods will work on mobile and console as well.
1: Ooh, that is, is unique
2: a feature of the platform. We will do. We will have to do some, uh, some like testing of mods that before they're allowed on console. But you know, we can have communities vote on mods and the popular ones. So we can check them and put them on console for everybody.
0: And sometimes mods on mobile, um, you have to do extreme optimizations in order for things to work on mobile so you know we have to be we'll have we'll provide a whole bunch of assets and things like that that are mobile friendly but modders will definitely have to take steps to optimize their their assets and we can we can show them how we can make lots of tutorials but for mobile modding yes it's possible but it has to yet to make sure that it can actually run on these devices that's all
2: so if you use all our trees and rocks and assets and things like that it should run out the box but if you you know add your own pack of you know really high detailed stuff maybe it won't run as well on mobile so you have to factor that in but there will be a lot of things you can edit without needing the dev kit which we think is extremely important so another thing realism communities like to do is they like to set up dinosaur profiles and rules and things like that we will basically want to have a system where in the server configuration, you can set up some dinosaur profiles and rules. And you can set these up instead of needing to, oh, you weren't behaving like this dinosaur. We need to ban you now. It's more so like a...
1: Oh, that is uh, so convenient. It can help out a lot
2: better. Yeah, because like people set up these servers and they're like, hey, this dinosaur should behave in a certain way and things like that. And they get really into it and it can be a really awesome environment. But if you just get banned every time you break a rule, it's not really, really fun. But if you can set no. up the game, assist in that way you can have a much better experience yeah that's I... why we dislike having rules on our servers like the only rule is don't have like anything else that's wrong with the game we will patch through the game and fix it and yeah make the game better. oh that's we so good we won't have to artificial rules of oh you can only have three tracks near each other or you can only do this like those rules aren't going to exist we're just going to patch the game and make the game better.
1: that's amazing kudos to you on guys for that servers,
2: they can set up their own rules and it'll be game mechanic changes, not like artificial rule you get banned from.
1: Yeah. So quickly here, um, I have people asking, um, where can you get Path of Titans? They're they're wondering if they'd be able to download this.
2: Uh, yeah, you can get it at Game slash I'm sure somebody could link it in the uh in the chat. And if you have trouble with a game or you don't like it, we have an extremely flexible refund policy, so if things don't work, you can let us know or you can refund it or any of those. Kind of like in extended crowdfunding, but we do give, you know, all of the refunds. Like, we totally understand, like, this game's not for everybody, and not everyone's gonna like the game. We're just gonna try and make the best game again. can, but... Yeah,
0: and, you know, it's also early in optimization, so if it doesn't run on your computer too well, you can refund, and hopefully it'll get better over time.
2: Yeah, we optimize it more in the country, <laughs> you can <read> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, these, we'll all start. these
1: jumping Latin event
2: Do
1: you guys have, like, a, a short name for it? <laughs>
2: we call it the Latin.
1: The basically. Latin... Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Look at all these latins jumping.
2: I'm <laughs> sorry to interrupt, you. Runs. that's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love this. <laughs> oh, um, mm, there was a question that someone said that I really wanted to ask. Oh, let me see if I got it here. Um, environmental events. Are you yeah, guys going to have stuff like that? This. Like like floods or tornadoes? Things like that?
2: Yeah, we'd love to look into that. We also want to do more so, not necessarily just environmental, but more like random gameplay events that can be tied to quests. Okay, yeah. yeah so it won't know. just be the environment changes, it'll be the environment changes and everyone gets this new quest and they have to survive or do this thing. I think yeah,
0: kind of like server events. Like, oh, a big herd of your triceratops is spawned, you know. Hey herbivores, go and protect them. Hey carnivores, go and kill them. You know, just like big server events like that. And you can get points and stuff for, for doing your respective tasks.
1: Okay.
2: There's uh, one question I want to answer, which is, if you purchase a game, for example, on console, would it be accessible on other platforms? Yeah, so the current plan we want to do is, if you buy the game, once you get it everywhere, you don't have to rebuy it. But oh, wow. we're only really sure if we can do that on PC and mobile. If we can do that on console, we'd love to set that industry standard because we're really sick of people needing to rebuy games. So I'd love if we can do that. But as a consumer, I, I can
1: tell that. you we are
2: <laughs> like, like, re- like, you Real, I really like if I buy Skyrim once, I feel like I should get it everywhere and then- Anything else that's not doing that is basically ripping me off right? Yeah, so, no kidding. You know, it shouldn't be judged on the platform I want to play on. I should. You should just buy the game. You know what I mean? And that's what we really want to do. But we can only do that on PC and mobile. If we can do it on console, I would love it. But we're still working on that. That would buy some approval. Another one was about scars, combat scars and permanent scars. Yes. So there is, there is one thing we want to look into where we basically would have a scar texture on your dinosaur and w- when you'd get hit somewhere we could add on like scratch marks onto that texture and that's a unique code dinosaur thing so if we could save that with your character that's something we want to do we're for the work on mobile yet but that's something we can look into but that's not including all the horns and things you can rip off of, uh, of you know other dinosaurs that already have.
0: Yeah, like Styracosaurus and Stegosaurus and stuff, you can actually just rip the plates and the horns right off, you know, and eat them. And then that dinosaur that had its plates written off, for example, the uh, let's say the Styraco, his horns get ripped off. It stays ripped off um, until you die or something, of course. So I'm just waiting for the chance of people, you know, specifically ripping off the plates of Stegosaurus, as, you know, just for a snack, or, or the <laughs> Stegosaurus pair player has like you know two plates left and you're like man you've you've been in some battles haven't you
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be super cool um i saw somebody said you should please do dance emotes and as we're all here in like a latin uh conga line i can't help but agree
0: (laughs) you know maybe some you know secret unlockable thing (laughs) You'll never know. I don't want to break um, immersion too much, though, but I guess if we're doing stuff like this, I mean, what whatcha gonna do, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're doing it right now, aren't we? <laughs> this is awesome.
0: This is great. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: break the conga line, guys. I'm sorry. Shadow uh, ShadowSaurus says, Can I just say, I love the footprint system. Um, I don't see footprints floating over the ground meshes, and they don't sit on top of things they shouldn't. So just a compliment to your guys' footprint system in here.
0: Thank you. And we definitely want to improve it too. Um, One thing we know uh, regarding performance is blood can be um, kind of performance intensive if you're leaving blood trails and stuff. So we're actually going to do a really clever system where the footprints that you leave behind when you're bleeding um, actually are bloody. So you can follow the bloody trail of footprints and stuff like that. Um, and I think right now the Latin's footprints—I haven't done it quite yet—but the Latin footprints are actually a little bit inaccurate because it has the three toes. Um, so I'll be, uh, soon I'll be updating that so it has the two toes for his little footprints, so it's kind of accurate. And if you're like, you look down and you see small two-toed footprints, then you can tell that was a you know a deinonychus or a Latina Venetrix.
1: Mm. That's the kind of attention to detail we love. Now everyone wants to get on top of the log. <laughs> I'm trying, but I can't get there. All these footprints on this rock. Eh. So, um, I saw you guys had a sort of system requirements for your mobile version. Do you want to... Do you have that handy? Like, what kind of mobile devices will this game be able to be available on and perform. I can
2: talk a little bit about one, one, one. so it'll run on anything that can run iOS 13 for, for iPhone or iPad, which is basically everything from the 6s or higher, iPhone 6s. So 6s, 7, 8, 10, 11, Pro Max, whatever it is, all of them run, so no problems there. For Android, it's a little bit more complicated because there's 22,000 Android phones. Oh my God! <laughs> it would be, it'd be difficult for me to buy one of every every four of them and test the game on it, so you know. <laughs> but uh, we basically support like Android seven, provided you have Vulcan and you have you know three gigs of RAM and things like that. Um, so that's generally the target for that. But we won't know exactly if your game can run it because you know the twenty two thousand phones. So we'll just have to collect some data that's like, hey. This phone works, this phone doesn't work, and we'll just cross them off a list of 22,000. And we'll probably get around to like 10,000 that can play the game, phones, for Android.
1: Excellent. Very helpful. Thank you. Because I think that's one of the most ambitious things about Path of Titans is this could be huge for...
2: Yeah, so the the thing we've noticed about mobile is a lot of people have the impression that mobile's just, like, for 2D games or gimmicky microtransaction-filled games, and the bit we want to fix is the perception that that's the case. Like, phones are getting looking better every single year to the point where some can be comparable to PC. So we really want to, like, we're on the bleeding edge of having a game that looks really good on mobile, and even if you're not a mobile gamer, you can appreciate the fact that you can log out on your PC version and look straight back in on mobile, wherever you are. If you work, you're in the bathroom, and you can keep playing as you were. <laughs> or even plug a controller in, or by Bluetooth to your, your phone or tablet, and keep playing. You know, if you don't like mobile touch controls, you can always use a controller with your phone or tablet.
1: There you go, guys. I know I don't really enjoy using the phone itself as the controller so yeah being able to link a controller to it would be perfect
2: Yeah, we think about it like if you're on a go you're on the train whatever it is you want to play some path of titans you can log in and because the game has permadeath even if the mobile controls are not as convenient as pc you can still have a fun time and still level up so and if you don't have a phone and don't play on mobile there's more people to kill you know what I mean? So yeah. there's going to be people on console and people on mobile and the servers will be a lot more packed because of that and you'll have more people to kill. So you win either way. Mobile gamer or non-mobile gamer.
1: Also have a question about with whether there will be some sort of dinosaur variants. Um, Specifically referencing things like hypos.
0: Oh, uh, no. We don't have any plans for fictional creatures in this game. It's all going to be... As accurate as we can get it um, and all real dinosaurs, though they might be from different time periods. You know, for example, we have the little platyhystrix as an AI creature, but that, as far as I'm aware, was uh, around far before the dinosaurs were around, but it's more just sort of a prehistoric thing. And if you're a server owner and you very specifically only want realism and you want accuracy, then you can enable or disable playable dinosaurs or AI or anything like that. so, if you wanted to have an accurate representation of a certain ecosystem, uh, then you're, you're free to do that.
2: Oh, that is so cool. I love that feature.
0: No idea- no plans for fictional dinosaurs.
2: Also, no dev-only dinosaurs, because we are extremely aware <laughs> how unfun it is where some developer, you know, gets high on ego and runs around murdering everybody and you just your game experience is ruined and you just lost all your points and things like that. So, no developer-only stuff, for sure. Like and everything, yeah. you can play, we can play, and we're not going to be using anything special. You know what I mean? We don't even give ourselves free skins, as you see by Jiggy. You know what I mean? so...
0: Yeah, I wish I had all the cool skins. I haven't bought any yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but you guys do have, like, uh, subspecies of certain dinosaurs, right? So it's not like, like with Allosaurus, for example, you don't have oh, just yeah. one oh, Allosaurus. Yeah. You got, like, several different subspecies that have distinct looks.
0: Yeah, so currently the Latin doesn't have any right now, so I'll be getting to that fairly soon. Um, but there'll be three subspecies for each dinosaur, so you have, you know, the Latin, and then you'll have, for example, I, I can't remember the actual species name of the Latin, because you have to remember what we call a species of dinosaurs is actually the genus. So for Allosaurus, the genus of the dinosaur is called Allosaurus. Oh, okay, And the species of yeah is called fragilis as an example Um, and allosaurus in this case actually has three or four different species and in path of titans we've chosen three species Uh, there's fragilis amplis and europus. i think that's how it's pronounced Um, and so those three different species of allosaurus have different looks to them and that'll be the same for all dinosaurs however not all genuses of dinosaurs have known three known species. Some of them only have one known species. For example, um, Barsboldia is known... That's our hydrosaur that we have. That's known from only one species. So in that case, we just make up the names of some alternate species. They weren't, they're not going to be, like, tacky names. They'll be in Latin, and et cetera. But um, it's just to give people more... Um, freedom and choice in their character design, Um, because it would be kind of lame if all of the other dinosaurs had three, and then just because of accuracy, one dinosaur would only have one species, you know, so we want to, we'll make up some new ones and just give you a bit more um, freedom for your character design in that case.
1: Yeah. And I have a question here regarding realism with the UI and the HUD icons and such, will it be easily turned off depending on user preference?
0: Yeah, if you press L on your keyboard, it actually hides the HUD right now. And you can press it again and it turns it back on. Nice.
1: So I don't know if this was a question you guys could answer. Um, I don't know if you missed it when I asked, but can you share with us the next dinosaur you're working on?
0: So we've actually already finished all of our dinosaur models. Oh, okay. the 18 dinosaurs you can see on our website and stuff is a full list on our Discord And I think on our social media and stuff like that. Um, So we had the base 10 dinosaurs, which is, you know, Allosaurus, Stegosaurus, you know, the ones that you're probably very familiar with. And um, then there were eight um, crowdfunded dinosaurs where some very generous people donated money to get their their particular dinosaur that they wanted um, added to the game. So that's ones like Arsboldia, Spinosaurus, um, Deinonychus, all of these really cool dinosaurs. Um, And... Those have all been modeled. We're still working on their animations, so we'll be you know, streaming those as we go. And some of the um, calls and things like that aren't finished for those dinosaurs as well. And, of course, all of the combat and unique things related to each dinosaur. But in terms of the models and what we're, you know, next dinosaur we're modeling, um, yeah, they're, they're all pretty much ready to go. Awesome. We definitely are working on more skins for them as well. Um, every dinosaur will have nine skins for the base game, with the exception, I think, of Allosaurus, which should have 10 skins, just because it was the first one we ever modeled, and it got just an extra skin um, kind of just made for it. Um, but yeah, 9 skins per dinosaur, and of course you start out with one skin, which is the default skin, and through gameplay, you can unlock more.
1: So, speaking of adding more dinosaurs, and this is, this may be a shot in the dark here, but we have some people wondering about, you know, potential uh f- Flying or aquatic creatures.
0: So some of the stretch goals that we've reached, um, we've have you know the um, we have like some mosasaurs that we unlocked, and we have some flyers, uh, and you know there's I think there's a micro raptor that we unlocked as well, which would be more of like a glider. Um, so all of these dinosaurs are really awesome, and we will be adding them. However. We have to be careful to not work on too much before the launch of the game. Um, so while we're going to start working on the fundamentals of these dinosaurs, they're not going to be in uh, at the launch of the game or in pre-release. Those dinosaurs are going to be added after launch. So as free additions to the game, free updates. So that would be an addition of flyers, a new map that's more oriented to water dinosaurs, or sorry, water reptiles, and um, uh, more more water creatures and things like that.
1: Excellent, that's really exciting. And speaking of like adding... We have like, a little summoning adding...
0: circle here.
1: <laughs> we do. So, will you be having like AI dinosaurs in here? Like, you know, cannon yeah, fodder no essentially? AI
0: dinosaurs. No AI dinosaurs right now um they're they're still work in progress however there will be you know lots of ai dinosaurs roaming around and they'll be having you know like herding behaviors or pack behaviors or you know depends on what kind of dinosaur they are but uh yeah ideally the idea will be you won't be able to tell the difference too much between an ai dinosaur and a a human player so long as the human player isn't really doing some crazy stuff
2: Um, yeah um One of the things about the demo and where we are now, so the demo is specifically designed to test (laughs) very certain things, right? So we're just trying to test server stability and find bugs on the map and stuff like that for this one. But as we get closer to the pre-release, we'll have a build of the game where we have AI and fishing and combat and the new movement all combined into one playable build. And that's that's where we'll get it. Like right now, we only want feedback on stuff we're kinda, you know, want feedback on. You know, if we had AI in it, you know, there's, when, there's bugs with the AI, you when can when see man. them obviously in the AI demo. So, each demo designed to get feedback on a specific thing. Because you have a problem in game development where one thing will drown out all the other feedback. So... That's what we're going to avoid. So we wanna get very specific feedback, and that's kind of why we only have one dinosaur right now. We wanna get feedback on the map, not all the time.
1: Is the Spinosaurus posture set in stone, or is it something potentially getting another look? Possibly quadrupedal. Um,
0: much set in stone, other than its combat animations, because I mean it's got the bite, but that's about it. Um, but it's got really short legs, uh, which is. As far as I understand, is the most accurate that it's got, and uh it won't be walking on its knuckles like a lot of people um think, because as far as I understand, there's not the 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 arm bones and things like that wouldn't be enough to support its weight so uh what we've got with our spino is I'm pretty happy with it, and uh you know um it'll have cool combat stuff too, like its combat animations aren't done, or not all of them are done yet, but uh yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of debate over that, but I think we can all agree as long as you guys are doing your best to remain as true to the understood science that we currently exist in, we can't complain. I yeah, prefer it, it to be as always, realistic as possible instead of a stylized there's, dinosaur. There's always
0: the, the argument of, you know, I'm sure that in a couple years something about the game will be discovered. Like, even now, in the middle of the development of this game, it was discovered that Edmontosaurus had kind of like a a big hoof-like fingernail on its front legs. Um, And that was, you know, I've modeled both of our hadrosaurs, and even now, in the middle of the game development, there's already something inaccurate about our dinosaurs. It's the, the hadrosaurs don't have the fingernail hoof on their front feet right now. I might be able to go back and take a look at that, but maybe uh, it's kind of low on the list of priorities but there's always going to be <laughs> something inaccurate about the game especially you know in 10 years time when the game is you know because we'll be supporting the game for quite a long time now, you know new dinosaurs that get released we can totally you know make sure that they're accurate for the times but i can just imagine some dinosaurs are gonna fall a little bit to the wayside in terms of their accuracy yeah, but that's just accurate. how science works
2: being accurate 24 7 for the next 10 years could be really expensive I <laughs> yeah could ruin the game, you know what I mean? Like, we want to spend our money on the most important thing that makes the game better, you know what I mean? And it could be argued that that would be important, but we really feel like the game being fun and and things like that and the combat and movement are kind of more important. At least right now.
1: I can respect that. We can only do the best we can in the time we exist. We can't account for future discoveries.
2: Because you can optimize for speed and frame rate and memory usage and you can also optimize for human life use developing the game, you know what I mean? And so that's one of the factors we include is like, how long is this going to take? You know, are people really going to care about this thing and is it really going to make the game better? And that's what we optimize for so we can, that's kind of why we've made so, so much progress so far. You know what I mean? I was really lucky to get this amazingly talented team together because we're only, you know, almost a year in. Um, we've already made this much progress which is awesome
1: hey can you guys hear me in game like in the in-game chat i can nice all right so yeah you press t to talk in game eric Did you want to address that
0: yeah i think you have to hold like it's a push to talk
2: Wonderful.
0: But I think it also depends on the microphone. Like, sometimes it might not detect It's pushed
2: it. to talk and it detects sensitivity, so it does need some settings and finishing, so it's not done yet.
1: So Biz here asks, in one of the trailers the Serato used what looked like a finisher animation to make a kill. Is that going to be a part of combat, or is that more of a theatrical thing? Yeah, that's
2: going to be something we want to see in a combat system. Ooh, I am it's excited to see that. It's going to be tough
0: because there's so many different sizes of dinosaurs. Um, you know, and you have to take into account, you know, all right, you've got small dinosaur versus big dinosaur. How does oh. he take that down? Or big dinosaur versus medium-sized dinosaur. How does that take it down? So it'll be a lot of work, but that's something we're super interested in showing off and doing. I can't find you guys.
1: <laughs> Laser!
0: Nice hey, sir. You. Hi, everyone. This is
2: the part where you now play Dino Hide and Seek, and you go. Someone calls in the voice chat. Hi, everyone. Marco. <laughs> I'm
0: so confused and I am right now. What the hell was that, Marco? Hello. That was your conscience. <laughs> can You guys That's... hear me. Yeah. I already yeah, like we can. in-game chat. Oh, it works. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah i can imagine it right now, jumping on people, killing them, and then cussing you out in the voice chat. Oh yeah, can... oh god. <laughs> I think you can, um, mute it, uh, in the settings. I'm not sure if it's hooked up, but I think you might be able to. Yeah, you go to audio and you turn it down, yeah. all the way down. regardless of, if you can mute we'll have graphics to either. the next test. How do I find Ooh, you guys? I because I can't see tags. You have to add, you-you click on tab, and then there's a social thing you click on and then you could see all the player player tags. And you could invite them. I'm already in a party. But I so can't see the tags. Anyway, players. any more
2: questions?
1: Um, I was thinking we'd be going... For, we I was just going to say probably go for about another ten minutes here so we can get in any last minute questions from you guys in the chat. And I can look over mine and see if I had any ones that I missed. But you guys have been so fantastic taking this time to hang out with me and everyone in chat on the stream and answering our questions there's Doing nothing it. off limits like everything we've asked you guys have given us a yes, satisfying answer on I can't begin to I, thank I you like, enough for this
2: I do struggle with companies where you ask them a question and maybe it's a little bit controversial and they're like they just can't say anything or they have to give you a really canned PR answer and you know, we try to just be honest and transparent with people as much as we can. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I majorly respect that. Um, Joshua, I think that question was answered. There will be a pickup carrying system in the game, kind of. Um, you mentioned you'll be able to do that with uh, like, food. But will you be able to do that with, like, uh,
2: say, baby dinosaurs? Yeah, you can do that with baby dinosaurs. And, and chunks of food and fish. Right, and um, we could look at flyers as being able to pick up a baby dinosaur, and then you have a whole different strategy of dropping it in the in the middle of the air, so you can kill it more effectively when it hits the ground. Okay. So we'll have to see how that affects our age rating, but you can do that. Hopefully, they'll let that slide. <laughs> yeah, just picking up baby dinosaurs and just dropping them, just dropping them on the ground. <laughs> Full oh. damage.
1: Real. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you did mention that the dinos in the future will be able to back up. Yep. Okay. So
2: yeah, we have a precise movement system. We call it, and it's kind of like how World of Warcraft has kind of two ways of moving. You can hit a key, and you can kind of change the way your character moves. It's kind of similar to that, but it's we've adapted it to make more sense in our game.
1: So, I know you guys are definitely going for a little more. Uh, less Going for lesser known dinosaurs in this game. And I've heard some here or there about the T Rex. Now, I'm kind of of both minds about it, but is it going to be in the game? Is there any plans for that?
0: Yeah, so one of the um, stretch. Or not the stretch goal of dinosaurs, there's but one of the perk funded dinosaurs. Someone added. There's we had a perk that was like add a Tyrannosaur to a game, and the one that we added before launch was the Alioramus, which is a small Tyrannosaur, and then the other one that someone got was for T Rex. So that will be added after launch.
1: Excellent. I mean, I'm a T Rex fan. And it here, so. will be.
0: It will be um, accurate. It's not going to have feathers, but it will be accurate to you know like. Um, the proportions and it's not going to be a movie monster, kind of.
2: Yeah, we really see our dinosaurs as animals and not monsters because it's a very different approach and if you don't like a certain dinosaur to the game then the best suggestion I would have is we're going to keep adding dinosaurs and you can pick the ones you want. You can even pick the time period you want so there's plenty of options for I don't like this dinosaur but it won't there's no one dinosaur that ruins the balance of all the other dinosaurs you know there's no mutant dinosaurs you know people get the feeling that oh there's going to be wrecks in the game does that mean playing as all the other dinosaurs are now useless so it's like well no that's not how it's going to work and it's not going to how it's going to be balanced so we'll still make the game fun but hey if you don't want that dinosaur on your server you can disable it and we're going to keep adding more Very cool. And I
1: see Sabrina Jones, you had a question. Um, Please post your question again. I would love to get a chance to ask it here on the stream. So just put that back in there as soon as you can. Um, Biz asks, mixpacking is a problem in other dinosaur games. Clans have people of varying... I'm guessing they're asking, can clans have people of varying species, or will this be encouraged as having classes in an MMO? Or just... Mixpacking, packing, I'm guessing. Here is the question: Will you be able to like create a clan with other dinosaurs of different species, or is it going to be species specific?
0: It's species specific, and we a lot of our philosophy for this game is we don't want to artificially restrict people. So if 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 you have a friend who's you know a Spino and you're a Suko or something like that, and you really want to play together and you really want to play as your respective dinosaurs, you know we don't want to penalize you for doing that. But if you did play as the same dinosaurs, then you'd be able to share quests and join in the same party and join into a, a clan and stuff like that. And there'd be a lot of benefits to being the same species. And you know, so you don't. I don't want to, or, or uh, we as a, a devs, we don't necessarily want to penalize people for playing their own way, but we want to reward people for playing the way that's most conductive to having you know a cohesive environment. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, multiple character slot, sometimes you feel like playing a herbivore and sometimes you feel like playing carnivore or sometimes you just want to play a dinosaur that can group really well with a friend and you can just log out and switch and do that, right? You don't have yeah. to kill your other dinosaur to go play a different one. So we feel like a lot of people, when they're going to want to group up, they'll log out and switch to a different dinosaur and maybe they'll go back to playing carnivore or something like that later. So totally all options. Ah,
1: that's very nice.
2: Because sometimes you have those days where you just want to murder everything and sometimes you're like, oh, I want to eat a train you know? And it's it's tough, right? So yeah, you can, you can have whatever options you want. And that's kind of why all the dinosaurs have different play styles because your play style as a player might vary and you might want to play differently, you know, so.
1: Which is good news, guys. I've killed so many dinosaurs <laughs> just because I needed to move on to play a different one, so. Oh,
2: well, you just. You committed suicide and or jumped off a cliff because you need a respawn as a lore, and yeah. lost everything. And yeah, that's not really that fun, so no. because we're struck in-between deal and we don't have permadeath, you can definitely switch to Dinosaur. Just like we have Waystones, like we don't want you to spend hours trying to find your friend to then start playing the game together, we we want to cut to the parts that matter and fun and combat and things like that, in quests.
1: Like you, we did address the question about the Tyrannosaur. That's coming post-launch. Will the game have gamma-proof so people don't cheat with a brighter screen in the dark since
2: night vision won't happen? So, the tough bit about gamma is it's not really a fixable problem in games, mainly because every single monitor is different, every single graphics card is different, and every single screen is different. And... If you can't adjust in the game, people can adjust in their graphics driver or people can adjust in their monitor and it's hard to really stop that kind of thing. So we're kind of avoiding nighttime and gamma to be more of a strategy, but more of a cosmetic thing. And that fits in line with not having permadeath. Like other games, you know, might want to fight that battle, but that's not our game.
1: And now we had a question here from one of my mods, Sabrina, um, asking about food rot and um, nest building materials, things like that.
0: So food rot, definitely. If you have, like, an old fish, you know, that you left out, it starts to getting a little bit manky and you don't really want to eat it. Um, so that's that. So yeah, there's rot and stuff. And regarding nest building and stuff, uh, we're still working on nesting in general. And, like, how exactly we want it to work, but i personally believe and i think it'd be a great idea is you have to work to build the nest so nesting isn't just this afterthought it has to be really a commitment so i would love to see kind of gathering some kind of nesting materials or something like that to build your nest
1: all right i think we are just going to go for another few minutes guys um I see Shadowsaurus was asking for a question, but I don't see your question. If you could post it again. Um... Oh, here it is. How will people be able to acquire the Allosaurus bug tracker skin? What are the exact credentials? Okay, so it's so just about for... purchasing the... the...
0: Uh, th- that's not actually the bug tracker skin. Isn't a purchasable skin. Oh, okay. That is a skin that we reward for people um, who've reported a really awesome bug report. Um, it's more like if you follow the format that we uh, have in the the pins for the for the um, bug tracker, like you need to have your build number and a screenshot or a video and crash report if you got a crash. Like any bugs that haven't really been reported or they've been. Or it was a really good bug report, then we'll give that skin to everyone. And just make sure in your bug report that you list your username, because that's how we'll add the um, the skin to your account.
2: And we'll we'll add the skin in bulk, so we won't be adding it every single day. We'll go, you know, maybe before pre-release, and we'll go through all the bug reports and we'll bulk add it to everybody.
1: Wait, what Ooh. about sickness? Like, what things will happen? <laughs>
0: Um, we don't have any plans for Sickness at the moment, but that's a really cool idea. Maybe we can add that in the future.
2: Yeah, if we feel like it can make the game better or more interesting, we'll add it, but uh, no plans right now.
1: Will dinos have more attacking abilities like Tail Swipe, Splash... uh... Slashing Claws? I assume that was meant to be, not Splashing Claws? Thanks for the question there, Explain yeah, Planet. <laughs> you just splash water on <laughs> uh, Yeah, they mentioned Trample Trex. There, there is plans for Trample, um, but tail, tail swipes and slashes. What do you guys have to say about that?
0: Yeah, tail attacks are a thing. Um, it, depending on your type of dinosaur, like Stego, will have tail attacks for sure. Um, but the the idea with a lot of the unlocking system is you can unlock more using your marks or your your points that you earn through quests, you can unlock different kinds of attacks that might suit your preferred play style. So let's say you're an Allosaurus character, and you're really into playing Allosaurus. Um, you might prefer maybe small bites, and you can kind of run and do hit-and-run type tactics, or you might maybe notice that a lot of the small dinosaurs are trying to come after you because you, you tend to go after the small ones, so maybe you'll get a tail attack, and you can try and whip them away from your rear end and stuff like that. So there's just lots of different types of attacks, and it's up to you to decide you know, um, how you want to play them.
1: Right on. Um, Dimana, I think your question was asked earlier, would be able to still get or buy uh, all campaign and bug report skins after launch? And I think the answer to that was no. Um, Skins will be of a limited time.
2: Yeah, bug report skins you're never about to buy. You have to do a good bug report. You can get multiple bug report codes, so if you do a bunch of good bugs, we could give you a couple, and you could give it to a friend if you want to. And for the partner and backer skins, yeah, they'll be closed down before launch.
1: There you go, guys. Go hunt some bugs. Some good Christmas presents. I
0: think I see a bug right here.
1: Oh, um, a lot of I'm people drilling. did ask early on about clipping. I think this will be the last one we'll address before I let you guys go. It is getting late. Um, but... How's the progress going on um, ironing out some of the, the bugs you've been finding?
0: Well, we're, you know bug fixes are just an ongoing task. Um, we've, we've fixed a lot of the bugs, and we've closed a lot of the bugs on our bug tracker, and we have an internal bug tracker as well, where our QA team uh, reports bugs, and is really helpful. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's ongoing. We don't really want to just stop development and fix a whole bunch of bugs and then continue development. You kind of have to do it in tandem. Um, so, you know, it's it's ongoing. It's ongoing.
1: Alright. Well, yeah, guys, so make sure you hop on to the demo. Go try it out. Make some bug reports. Get some unique, get some unique skins. And, well, help these guys get this game going. It's already looking fantastic. <laughs> and I'm enjoying every single snippet we get through the demo thank you so much jiggy deathly rage you guys are fantastic legends i can't thank you enough for taking this time and sharing it with everyone on the stream so we can get our burning questions out of the way Uh, my apologies if we've asked some that you've probably answered a million times but we we thank you for it and you guys are awesome
0: yeah and and thank you so much for uh supporting the game and really getting the word out there with your streams and videos like it really really helps us because a lot of what we've been doing is just people are spreading it through word of mouth and it gets more and more popular every day thanks to people uh covering it just like you so thank you so much it's been like incredibly helpful
1: oh it's really my pleasure anything i can do i'm happy to do I mean, it's, it's been great for the channel. People people are dying to get their hands on this game, I'll tell you that. But right, I suppose we'll wrap up the stream here, guys. Thank you all so much for watching and being here and asking your questions. It was a ton of fun, really exciting. Um, we got to experience so much new content here for Path of Titans that we've yet to see. And this is the first time that this has been live, the the multiplayer. Like, in a public way? Is yeah, that yeah. right?
2: Awesome. Yeah, first time. You're first. Congratulations. I think this video, people, people will be referencing Whoa. people in Mystion, and they'll be like, when's the next test? And we'll, we'll put up a blog post with all the, the dates and things like that when we do the next test. So pay and attention, we'll some guys. i have bug before then.
1: Cool. I, I just found this area. This is so cool. Wow. <laughs> Cattails, the down tree, the... Wow. This is going to be an amazing game. But alright guys, again, thank you all so much for watching. Appreciate you for being here. If you enjoyed, please do leave a like. And if you're new, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'll be putting out a video um, with a a shorter version of all this put together for you. So, I'll catch you guys. Oh yes, don't forget the bell guys. So you can join me for the next one. But alright. Thank you again, Deathly, Jiggy. You guys are awesome. Love you guys back there at home. I'll see you all on the next stream. Peace. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye.